You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, this is episode 82 of Leading and Learning, and today we're going to tackle the question of where do you live? Um, We could also title this talk today, um, Which Kingdom Do You Belong To? There's a verse in, in, in the New Testament in Paul's letter to the Philippians, and it says this, But we are citizens of heaven. Now, if you're a Christian, think about that for a minute. Your citizenship is first and foremost a heavenly citizenship. You belong to the kingdom of God first and foremost. Now, these are scary days. The media is constantly bombarding us and telling us how bad things are. Of course, we're living in Brazil right now, but even as I'm recording this, there's rioting taking place in in Charlotte because of a police shooting and you know, cars being burned and buildings and businesses being looted and um, rocks being thrown at the police and, and others. And, you know, um, it's just, it's a, it's a tough time. And this is not uncommon now. That's what's sad. It's, you know, this is the riot of the week, but, um, you know, we know that this is not uncommon now. And, you know, fear, uncertainty, depression, panic, anger, uh, desperation, these are just some of the emotions that, that we feel in our society and our culture today. And you know, I'm the first to admit, I am so proud of my American citizenship. I am so thankful for my country. Um, I am so patriotic. I, I love to stand up when the national anthem's played. Um, sometimes I even get a little uh, a weepy-eyed you know, during the national anthem and looking up at the, the beautiful red, white, and blue of our flag. But you know, the bottom line is, for those of us who have put our trust in Jesus Christ, we belong to a different kingdom. It's not that my American citizenship has been erased, but it's been superseded by a different kingdom. And, you know, that kingdom operates under a different set of rules. And it's good for us to remember this because, you know, we can see what's going on around us in our own culture and our own society. But sometimes, because we don't necessarily see the kingdom of heaven, it's easy to kind of forget that our citizenship is there first. And, and as we said that, you know, they operate by a different set of rules. They even operate by a different economy and, and a different currency. Faith is the currency of God's kingdom. And, and this involves love, peace, joy, courage, trust, and assurance. And, you know, I'd much rather have these things. Love, peace, joy, courage, trust, assurance. 
I'd much rather have these than the fear, the uncertainty, the depression, the panic, the anger, and the desperation that we mentioned. So how do we deal with all the negativity that's around us? I mean, as we said, it bombards us every day. So how do we deal with that negativity? How do we deal with being a part of of, of our own nation, whether we're Americans or whether we're English or whether we're German or Australians or Brazilians or, or, or whatever country we might be from? How do we deal with not only that citizenship, but how do we appropriate our heavenly citizenship? Which which economy are we connected to? Which rules are we living by? Which, which principles are we letting dictate our lives? You know, when we talk about the economy, um, you know, we're all affected by the money system of whichever nation we live in. If we live in the U.S., our stocks, our 401ks, our IRAs, even the houses that we live in, have been impacted by the downturn in the economy over the last several years. You know, the stock market's been like a roller coaster. And, you know, the housing market is just now starting to, to kind of come back around after taking such a terrible hit. Um, the house that we moved out of before we, we, um, we moved to Brazil, it's, it's, we rented it out now, but, you know, we were upside down in that house, in, in the mortgage, because of the terrible downturn in the economy. But what about the money system or what about the economy of God's kingdom? Thankfully, the economy for the kingdom of God is very different from the world's economy. It operates by very different principles. Let's just look at a few of those. The currency of the kingdom, as we said before, the currency of the kingdom's economy is faith. The writer to the, the, the Christians, uh, the letter to the Hebrews, um, said this in, in chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. You know, faith gets God's attention. He's not moved by our need. Now, say that again. I want you to kind of chew on that for a second. Faith is what gets God's attention. He is not moved by our need. If God was moved by need, well, there wouldn't be any poor people, would, they? would there? There wouldn't be any, any starving people. Reality is if God was moved by need, Everything would be fine. Everything would be glorious. Everybody's needs would be met. But God has set up His kingdom where faith is what causes things to happen. God is moved by our faith. Faith is what activates the principles of the kingdom. Faith is what sets us up for success no matter what the world's economy looks like. I mean, it doesn't matter if the bottom falls out of our economy. It doesn't matter if the bottom falls out um, of our IRA or your retirement account. I mean, it's not pleasant, but the bottom line is God's economy always supersedes our natural economy. 
So we talked about the currency of the kingdom being faith, but you know, the attitude of the kingdom's economy is generosity. The generous will prosper, it says in Proverbs. And those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Listen again. The generous will prosper. And those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Listen, saving money is good. Investing our money in the right things is important. There's nothing wrong with setting money aside for your retirement. There's nothing wrong with investing in your future. Okay, there's nothing wrong with paying down your debt and trying to be debt-free. Those things are awesome. Those things are important, and we should be doing them. But reality is, generosity is what keeps the windows of heaven open over our lives. If we want to experience the blessing of God, we have to walk in generosity. You know, the generous people are the ones that live big lives. Have you ever known a a stingy person that lived a big life? They seem to be miserable. But if you've known generous people, truly generous people, they lived big lives. They were big people. And, and they experienced God's blessing. It doesn't mean they were rich. They might have been. But they lived a life full of God's presence and experienced God's blessing. And then the step that takes us to the next level in God's economy is boldness. Boldness is the step that helps us go farther in God's kingdom economy. So what does this mean when we say boldness? You know, for some people, it might mean increasing the level of giving that they're already giving. If you're giving a tithe of 10%, God might impress on you to give 12% or 15%. Um, he might impress on you to, 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 to consistently give 10% a month and then to give uh, maybe a one-time gift. Um, of, of an amount that you can't even comprehend. Boldness. For, so for some people, it might mean increasing the level of giving. For other people, boldness might mean starting a business. Others might want to begin investing in real estate. Many of us should boldly and ruthlessly work to reduce our amount of personal debt. You know, personal debt is what so often keeps us from stepping into our destiny. Because if we're dragging this weight of debt behind us, how hard is it for us to step into what God has for us? So being ruthless and paying that down is a good thing. You know, this one important step of paying down our personal debt will put us in a wonderful position to be successful and prosper, even if the world's economy is sick. So, you know, just a few thoughts. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Being being faith-filled people. Trusting God even when things look bad. Trusting God when, when, you know, things don't look like they should in our bank account. Trusting God when the economy is taking a downturn. The attitude of the kingdom 
generosity. Generous people are going to be blessed. And generous people are going to experience the open windows of heaven over their lives. And then boldness. Being bold in our giving. Being bold and being decisive and and taking steps to help us succeed in this economy and in God's economy. That may mean increasing your giving. It may mean starting a business. It probably definitely means paying off your debt so you've got the freedom to, to step into the destiny that God has for you. Well, now it's your turn. I'd love to hear from you. You know, we asked the question when we started, where do you live? Which kingdom do you live in? Which economy do you allow yourself to be subject to? How much thought do you give to God's economy? What's one thing that you can do today to put yourself in a better position financially? I want you to think about that question. What is one thing you can do today that can put yourself in a better position financially? It might be a decision to start attacking your credit card debt. It might be a decision to downsize your house so that you can consolidate some debt. It might mean upping your level of giving. It might mean increasing um, the percentage of your tithe every month. But what's one thing you can do to to put yourself in a better position financially, not just in this, this kingdom, but in God's kingdom as well? So I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave your question or your comment in the comment section for today's post. I'd love to know what you think about this. Do you, do you think about God's economy? Is it something that, uh, that you give much, uh, much thought to? And, uh, and the principles of the kingdom, of, uh, kingdom economy, how do these principles affect your life? And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I send out three blog posts a week, and by subscribing, you'll make sure you don't miss a single issue. They'll just come right into your inbox. But subscribers also get my free monthly subscribers-only newsletter. It's full of extra leadership tips. It's full of information about what Annie and I are doing in Brazil and so much other great content that you're not going to get anywhere else. So make sure you subscribe today. Now it's time for this week's resource highlight. And my book, Miracles in Mark, highlights the miracles and the supernatural things that Jesus did in this incredible gospel. But you know what's fascinating about the gospel of Mark is it starts off by by highlighting what Jesus' message was. And do you know what Jesus' first message was, in fact, the message that he preached constantly throughout his his ministry was, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, we were talking in this episode of leading and learning about the kingdom of economy and and living in, in the kingdom of God. And, you know, we're not just citizens of our own nation. We're also citizens of the kingdom of heaven if we're Christians. And so that was actually what Jesus started off preaching uh, Mark says that in, in Mark, Mark 1, I believe in verse 15, it says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. So Jesus was reminding us that the kingdom of God 
is drawing near. And even though we may not see it with our eyes, the kingdom of God is within our hearts. And remember the, the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray in, in, uh, in Matthew 6. Um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so what we see in Mark's gospel is Jesus bringing the kingdom of God to earth through the things that he did and the things that he taught. And so the miracles that Jesus did, the people that he set free from the, the power of the devil, the, the lame people that, that he allowed to walk, the, the blind people that he gave his sight back to, the, the dead people that he raised up, this was showing us what the kingdom of God is like and really helping us to get a bigger picture of the kingdom of God. So check out Miracles in Mark. There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, I know you'll love it. This is a great book for, um, it's actually been used all over the world for, uh, for group Bible study and individual Bible study. So check out Miracles in Mark. Well, my friends, this brings us to the end of another episode. So thankful that you're with us on this journey. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.